Chaos and Christ Podcast. Chaos and Christ Podcast. We honor Christ. Lift heavy weights, act like men, and resist tyranny. And now your host, Alexi Felix. Well, well, we are back. Thank you for joining me again. It's a pleasure. Today, we're going to be getting into something that is pretty near and dear to my heart because of the times we're living in. Like, that's literally what I think about all the time. And so I hope that this episode helps you to just set you free because that's what the truth does, right? And so that's the idea here. We need to take back the truth. All right, we got a whole bunch of revolutions taking place, woke revolutions, right? The revolution against quote-unquote white supremacy, the revolution of there being more than two genders. The things that we are dealing with in our culture right now, it is so important that we, as men and women of God, stand firm in the faith and on truth. And so that's really going to be my aim today. In hopes that it just fires you up and it really gets you to a place of knowing that you're not going to live by lies and that you're not going to be afraid of what the those out there that are opposed to you say or may even do. And that is my goal here. But obviously, if you're returning and you haven't done so already, make sure you are sharing this podcast with those that you like and that you love. And if you like my content, maybe they will like my content as well. Help me out. It would be a great help. And uh, support the show. Support the show. And I promise to contribute and put it towards this podcast to make it better for you, to give you more substance, to give you more content that would help, that would be a blessing, and that you appreciate. So let's go ahead and dive in. What I want to talk about is the ability to take back our power from the lies. Now, what what are the lies that I'm talking about? Everything, like literally everything, everything as far as what racism is, because we clearly don't know what racism is anymore. We have no idea what racism is. I want to take back the narrative of there being like a thousand and one genders out there and that somehow transgender People, when they decide that they're the opposite sex, are really that sex. So now they can walk into bathrooms whenever they want with your kids in it, with your daughters, with your sons, all mixed up, intertwined at the tender age of five, six, seven, eight, nine. Not to mention, not to mention that we need to take back the fact that as parents, we actually are the full authority of what our children go through and what they are able to do with their bodies up until a certain point of age. That is our responsibility, not the government, not the leftist moron, not any of these people. That is not their right. And the lies that they're feeding to us from the media, the news, and the twisting that they consistently do, the gaslighting that they consistently do, not only that, but then also to the kids in the schools with wokeism and with this false history tainted with their ideology so that way they could fuel the fire of hate continuously in the next generation so that way they can destroy anything that resembles truth and the objective truth the family unit god christianity everything that the scriptures teach us we need to be able to stand firm and actually say no enough is enough i'm not going to buy into the fantasy 
because it can really stop with you. It really does stop with you. It stops with people taking a stand. I'm actually inspired a little bit by Ivan. I don't know his last name. He's a hockey player. He's like a Greek Orthodox individual in the NHL. I believe it's the NHL. I don't follow sports like that anymore. I gave up on it after 2020, after I saw all the virtual signaling. I did truly give up on it. But I follow certain news accounts on Instagram that I keep up with and I trust. And they kind of help me out with my content here. But Ivan, who was an NHL player who refused to wear a label of the LGBTQ plus pin or whatever that caused an uproar. Now, they were, I guess, trying to get him to just come along and get with it. It's just a support for LGBTQ plus minority people. But he stood to his convictions and said it is against his beliefs, his orthodox faith to do such thing. He did not compromise. He stood on the truth. And though he got backlash, he did not bend the knee. Man, that is exactly what we need right now. That is exactly what needs to happen right now. That is exactly what I promise to give to you. An uncompromised truth, faith, and honesty. That I'm not going to give in to the fairy tale of this world. We need to bring back the truth. Not that it needs help being brought back. And not that it went away anywhere either. Forgive my poor choice of words. The truth can't go away. It cannot be thwarted. It cannot be drowned. It cannot be painted over. The truth will always be objective. And it will always be in your face. And that is what angers these people, right, on the left. And even those that claim that they're on the right but really play games with the left. That is the whole point of this. So... Let's go ahead and let me just kind of dive into what I think is the power of belief and why this is so important. The thing is, our beliefs definitely shape our reality, right? I think you would agree with me that it does. Because what you believe really helps you to determine exactly the decisions that you plan on making. You are literally viewing the world as you go about your day based on these stories that you have told yourself that you've adopted or have accepted. And because of these stories, they are guiding you and leading you down a path that you may or may not even know that you're headed and want or want to go, to be honest with you. And the thing is, we hear this all the time, all right? We hear this all the time a lot with when someone decides to get into personal development. Because we understand as a person that's trying to develop that there's a lot of things that could happen with our own belief system that could cause us to be in our way, to actually pull us to the side and to detract us from the good that we're trying to do. So it is so important that you actually have the truth, right? So for example, if you consistently live your life saying that you are incapable of learning a new skill or incapable of being successful at this thing that you want to be so successful in, then eventually, and this is the way God wired us, this brain of ours is looking for approval of what you have set forth in your belief system. You are programming yourself to think this way. And so your brain is looking for a way to prove to you why you think that way. And sure enough, you will find it. You will find it in any way, shape, or form. So that way you can say, see, I was right. My 
my preconditioned thoughts, my presuppositions, they are correct. That's why I think this way. I think about what the Bible teaches and it tells us that we are to be transformed by the what? By the renewing of our minds. That is a very practical scripture. It is not some sort of heebie-jeebie thing like we need to be transformed, so I'm just going to wait until it's done. There is a practicality behind this. God is calling us to actually renew our minds by washing it with his word, with the scriptures, with truth, because his word is truth. So there's a point as to why I'm even talking about this, why this is so important, because it shapes your reality. So if you live your life believing that that everything out here is out to get you, you are the victim. And then if you believe the lies of white supremacy, if you decide to buy into the fantasy that there are more than one gender and that men can actually one day wake up and decide to be a woman and that women can one day do the same thing and try to become men and it's actually a real thing. Like, no, it really is a thing. So therefore, this man who believes he's a woman who still has a penis will be able to walk into a woman's bathroom public bathroom restroom and undress themselves revealing themselves and exposing themselves indecently to you as a woman or to even your child now i don't know about you but i am a father to a girl (laughs) that is the last thing that is the last thing i am going to tolerate and be acceptable of i do not tolerate that that is sexual abuse in my opinion That is indecency, that is unrighteous, and it's disgusting. That even if you want to pretend to be something that you're not, and you're 18 years old and over, so be it, leave our children out of it. But no, 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 it can't be that way. It used to be that's what they would say, right? Leave us alone, we just want to be. But we've really progressed far away from that, have we not? And now we are at this place where we basically have a rainbow gun at the back of our heads. And if we do not comply, bang, bang. And so it is important. The truth is important. Because the lies that we are hearing today are the things that they are trying to shove down our throats. And we're supposed to accept it. We're supposed to buy it. There's nothing that we can say because if we do... If we go against it, if we tell the truth, then you will be canceled. You honestly today face the potential of losing your job by saying the wrong pronoun. Now, we know that's a lie, right? You actually run the potential of going to court and, I mean, going through just so much because you decide you don't want to, as a parent, acknowledge that your child is a transgender. That you won't play this game. I did an episode on a podcast, I forgot what number that is, where a mother, and I believe in Chicago where I'm from, lost custody of her child because she wanted to claim that she was a boy and become transgender. And the court stepped in and took her away. What a horrible, horrible time. I can only imagine the crushing weight of what that did to that mother. It's insane. It doesn't make sense to me. We're literally accepting this 
because everyone has made it mainstream and no one is bold enough to say the truth because think about it. Just think about it for one second. Just one second. You know there is no other gender but male and female. Like at all. That's it. Like I don't even need to argue this. I don't need to come up with some sort of convoluted word sentence run on with big words put together like most people do from these universities to make them sound like they're smart. I'm not trying to sound smart to you. I'm just trying to tell you the truth. There is no other gender other than what the Lord himself has created, male and female. But here we are in a world of insanity. Here's another thing that's pretty insane that's a lie that we are being told. And then if you don't kind of parrot the same thing that, you know, you are a racist. A couple days ago, a week or two ago, definitely probably more, depending on when you're listening to this episode, uh, five police officers that happen to be black beat down another black individual and killed him. Now, that is a very horrific thing. We see that these men exercise a certain strength of power because they had what they had in a very unrighteous way and committed an indecent act. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. I think pretty much we all agree that is horrible, evil. Those men should be held accountable. Now, what do we get from CNN right away? That this could still be potentially racism. It's white supremacy. White supremacy. That's what that is. White supremacy. Five black officers kill a black teenager, and that's white supremacy. I don't know how much more stupid that can get, but it's it's pretty dang stupid. Like, it's dumb as heck. Like, it's super dumb. But we got people out there that honestly will try to argue with you and try to get philosophical in the process, that like they're smart or something. It is the dumbest thing and the dumbest time I am living in. Truly dumb. Truly dumb. But that is the lies that has been spit. And so when you start to buy these things, they warp your reality. We don't know what racism is anymore. We don't know what a male and a, and a woman is anymore. We got Supreme Court justices being nominated who cannot tell you what a woman is. This is the world that we are living in now because of a lie, a lie that everyone bought and is too afraid to say is not true. So the impact of this, these beliefs and the longevity of these lies lead to exactly what we're seeing, chaos in our world, in our culture, in our churches, in our families, and chaos that is still yet to surface because we're just in the beginning of this. And what do I mean by that? All these children, these women that are being mutilated physically, having double mastectomies, destroying and cutting off their parts of their bodies that are healthy at a very young age to transition into something where their minds haven't even fully developed yet to really comprehend what they are doing to themselves. And these things are irreversible, irreversible. I've read a study. I can't remember the numbers. And besides, if I mention statistics and facts and whatever, I'm going to be told that's a form of whiteness. Not that I care, but I'm being sarcastic here. I can't remember the number. But there's a very high statistics of transgenders who kill themselves, who commit suicide. I thought they were living their truth. I thought that they had everything they finally wanted, that they were finally who they were identifying as. And yet we get this high rate. But what the media will say, another lie, is that, well, 
it is because they are ostracized. They are cast out and looked at as fringe and spoken badly about, get persecuted or oppressed, all that stuff. And so this is why they do that. I mean, it's insane. It is true nonsense. Because if you go that far, really go that far, there are a lot of health risks and issues that will surface and do surface down the line. I think I read or heard a story on a different podcast of a, I think two brothers who were raised, transitioned, transgendered, I think by their parents when they were very young. And as they grew up, they actually detransitioned, something like that. Again, I'm going to have to look these things up. And if they're not in the show notes now, come back and check it out. Because once I find these sources, I'm going to link them up. And I can always update that into the show notes. So just keep an eye out for that. But anyway, I know that from the story that I remember from the podcast that this one of the brothers detransitioned back into being a male. But obviously, because of the transitions that did take place, the surgeries and their home, uh, whatever they were taking, a lot of the stuff was irreversible, truly damaged, which means they cannot truly live normal lives as a male or a female would live because of this irreversible damage done to the body. It is like a Frankenstein freak show. And I heard in the podcast that eventually this man was found in the parking lot of a Walmart or a Jewel or some sort of convenient grocery store and had pulled a shotgun to his head and killed himself. I thought, I mean, the, and these are our parents that are doing this to these kids and they would say this on camera for virtue signaling and to be accepted by the left. This is a very, very serious time we are living in. And the consequences of these lies are happening now where we see just the chaos of what we see now. But we have no idea what's going to happen 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now when these little kids that are being transitioned, that are being used as certain objects for their parents so that way their parents could get acceptance and a following online. It's a very scary thought when you think about it. Because there's going to be a lot of young children that grow up to be adults with some very serious trauma in their lives on a deep personal level. And I believe we as Christians, we as believers of the gospel, have to be prepared to truly be ready to show the love of Christ in a way that we probably have never experienced. Because it's going to get dark. It's going to be hard. And it's going to be a battle. A battle because a lot of these people will hear the message of forgiveness and still have to go home and look at their mutilated bodies and realize it's still irreversible. What do you think that does to the psyche? What do you think that does internally? I can only imagine it. I can only imagine it. The fact is, if we buy into lies and we do not stand firm and actually practice some, some guts here, right? And men having balls to say, no, no, that's not true. 
if we don't do that, if we don't start doing that now, we are not going to live in a free world, which, by the way, I don't think we're living in a free world right now, but we're definitely not going to live in a free world. And we're going to resemble China more and more down the line. And we're going to have a lot of people committing suicide and growing into severe depression, drug abuse and, and et cetera, because no one decided to stand for the truth. When it was so important. It has so much effects. It has so much effect to the future, to right now, and for many years to come. It is up to us as believers, as men, Christian women, to stand on truth. It's important because we need to identify. And then we need to have the spirit of discernment back again. Because what we are now going through is a severe machine of propaganda, of gaslighting. You probably recognize it now. Most do. But the level of lying is so on par, so fast and quick pace, that at some point, they say that if you lie enough, eventually people start to believe it. Kind of like an example of saying, who said that? Did you say that? Yeah, I said that. You sure? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Well, I don't know now. And it just gets to the place of you start to question reality yourself because you're told this lie so much, so much, and it's on purpose, guys. It's on purpose. It's because that way they can sell it to you. I work in sales. There's a, a tactic of arming that we do where you acknowledge someone based on what they've said, typically it's an objection. You respond to that. Because now you want to acknowledge them and then actually answer to them. That's a level of communication between humans. And then what, what do you do after that? You move on to the next question. Because that way we don't linger on to that same thought and not move the conversation in the direction it needs to go. Now, if you're a good and honest salesperson, you know that some objections are just scapegoats and lies so that way they can get out of what you know and believe is good for them. All right. This is not to demonize salespeople. I am a salesperson. This is what I do for a living. And as long as you believe in the service that you are giving and truly helps people, then you, you know you just have to. You do it with your kids. Sometimes your kids will come up with certain objections that you know they are dwelling, whether they believe in themselves or not, on achieving a certain task. And you as a parent want to teach them to kind of move past that negativity and just look to what you could potentially do. All right. Okay, kid. Anyway. What about this? And then all of a sudden you, you detract them from this negative portion and you move them in the direction that you want so that way they can get a positive outcome. That is what good people do. That is what good parents do. But it is also a tool for evil, for wickedness. And that's where bad salespeople get a bad rep, right? Because they use that and they lie just to get a sale. It could be a good product, but because they omit certain information or lie about certain information, that's what causes a bad taste in other customers' mouths about a specific company or product because of the salesperson not having integrity and using these tactics for evil. What do you think the government is doing? What do you think the media is doing? What do you think the White House press secretary does over and over again? She'll get a question. She'll acknowledge. She'll respond. And she won't give you the answer. She'll move on to something else and run around in circles until she says, all right, next. That is literally a sales tactic. And so that is what we are getting every time we are being lied to and getting propagandized or being gaslit. 
And you have to be discerning. You have to know when it's happening. You have to pay attention. You have to listen. And the way that they get you is by tugging at your emotional strings. At the end of the day, if they can cause a sort of emotional outrage within you, they've got your attention. They've sold you. And what are the emotional trigger points? The key words, the search engine optimizations, racism, white supremacy, Trump, MAGA, conservative. The list goes on, and we know many words today that would cause certain people to kind of tense up, censor themselves, get angry, want to cancel you. It's a sales tactic because the lie has been spit over and over and over again to the point where they've moved on. And I mean, that's why you it's hard to keep up with that. I barely talk about things in news, essentially, in this podcast anymore because it just keeps going and moving on and something new and crazier takes place and you just can't keep up with this stuff. But that's my point. It is important for us to identify and reject these lies. Because if you don't, then the future is looking darker and darker. Now, I'm not one to be pessimistic. Because I believe that we have, as Christians, the truth. The truth. The one and only truth. The objective truth. The truth that saves and transforms lives. But if we don't stand, and if we don't take the hits... And if we're too afraid to lose our lives because of that truth, then we too shall perish. And the chaos will continue to ensue and destroy us and consume us. And that is, well, that's just not something I'm willing to just go ahead and let happen. I just can't. I can't stop talking about it. It's just not within my genes. And I'm hoping it's not within yours. I'm hoping that the reason why you listen to this is so that you can find encouragement in Christ, in the truth, in the word of truth, and look at the chaos and recognize Christ is in the midst of it. He is in the midst of it, and we have been given a commission to preach the gospel, to be light, to be salt. What good is it if we lose our saltiness but to be grinded up and stepped on? Brothers, my sisters, we are salt. We have the truth. So I digress. Here's the thing. We often focus on the negative of what it means to stand on the truth because you understand that persecution is typically right there, right? You'll get opposed, canceled, talked about, hated, ostracized. You won't be socially accepted anymore. you lose your friends. You might lose your job. You might lose your business. You might get protested against. I know someone in the Lord, a brother in the Lord, who stood firm, preached the truth about Black Lives Matter, who who at one point was a homosexual, who gave his life to the Lord, who, who the Lord just completely radically transformed, who is a man of God today, married to a woman with beautiful children. And because he stood for the truth, the very people that were always by his side, right, when he was living the lifestyle, completely went against him. Crazy. There was outrage and protest outside of his restaurant that he owned to the point where they had to flee the state. Death threats and all kinds of threats were opposed to him, were thrown at him. And he took it. 
And we went, he would go back out there and do it again because he knew the truth and he stood for the truth. And that's what men do. That's what we need to do. That is what we are called to do. But we don't want the protest. We don't want the death threats. We don't want to lose our lives. Now, by losing our lives, I don't necessarily mean death, though that is definitely one of them. Um, we saw that during the pandemic, churches and certain Christians would turn on each other and attack each other for not getting a vaccine or for not separating six feet or for not wearing a mask, especially the mask thing. That was something that was the craziest thing. They would do that and they try to use Christian virtual signaling as a way to love thy neighbor. But in reality, it was a self-preserving act for themselves. They were deathly afraid of losing their literal lives. Now, I get it. It was a scary time. And if you can practice some wisdom and protection then to to avert that disaster then of course but they but it went too far and they could not see the fact that it doesn't matter whether you protected yourself from covid you can walk across the street get hit by a car and then what you could literally die right then and there you could die in your sleep thinking that you're the most healthiest person ever you don't have control over your life like that but now aside from that i'm not just talking about that i am talking about your social life I'm talking about your business life, your work life, your networks. Many people didn't want to give that up. And this gentleman that I'm talking about that I know, I don't know him too well, but we've talked. He was willing to give that up and he did and returned back and came back, started his business all over again and continued to preach. That is what I'm talking about right there. There's a benefit to this because obviously that there are people that are lost in the mix of these crowds that God is calling, who is whom he has elected, who is being worked on by the Holy Spirit. And when you stand firm in the truth, you may not see it. You may not know it. And it may not happen right then and there, but there are seeds being planted and God is doing a work. And you have only but to be faithful. It may look bleak, it may seem bleak, but the but the benefits outweigh it all. People's lives will be changed. And they will remember you as a person that stood for that truth against all opposition. And not to mention eternal reward. The eternal reward in Christ for speaking that truth. Because we're not just only trying to say, hey, there's only two genders. Hey, this leftism ideology is whack. There's men shouldn't be getting undressed in women's bathrooms, stuff like that. We're not just saying that. We're not just saying that, hey, there's racism isn't really happening as much anymore. There's no systemic racism, right? Stuff like that. Like, it's not just that. It's that those things are perpetrated by a lie that is deeper than just surface level. We are literally dealing with the spiritual warfare here. And what we have is, hey, all that is a lie, but guess what is the truth? Christ died on the cross, crucified for your and mine sin. And guess what? While wokeism says there is no forgiveness and activism is the only way, Christianity, Jesus says there is forgiveness for our sin. What we are dealing with is definitely religious. They may think that they're not, and they might try to make it seem like they are the most new age, profound, new source, and what we have is archaic, but they're just as religious and are just 
as zealous as a Christian would be like I am. So there really is no difference there. But the benefits of standing on this truth is that there's eternal glory and there's eternity in the balance here. There are souls on the balance here. And there are people that are about to face some really dark times because they unfortunately bought this lie. And if you are a believer who takes your call as a Christian serious, then in the years to come, this call will definitely be tested. Now keep in mind, those that are not with him are against him. Jesus told us this in Scripture. So, those are the benefits of standing against it. Now again, you're going to face opposition. You're definitely going to get it. And Jesus told us that we will suffer for his namesake. He told Paul that. The Apostle Paul, before he was the Apostle Paul, right? Before he was the guy that wrote pretty much almost all the Old Testament. I mean, he was a persecutor of the church. He oversaw the stoning of the first martyr of the church and approved of it. Probably did some more. And he was on his way to Damascus to do some more. He was zealous, passionate about destroying what was then called the way. And then, of course, you know the story. The Lord met him on the road to Damascus, blinding him. And then when he was recovering his sight, he was being told by the person that was sent to Saul at the time, which is Paul, and let him know. This is Jesus saying that he will suffer greatly for my name's sake. When you get something like that and someone and you're being told, hey, guess what? You're going to suffer for my name's sake. It's going to be a bad. It's going to be a hard life from here on out because of me. How many of people would just raise their hand and say, I sign up? But there you have it. Jesus and all the apostles were game. And they all died a martyr's death aside from John. Why? Because it was the truth. The truth is what matters. John chapter 8 verse 32 reads, The truth will set you free. John 8.32 is a verse from the New Testament of the Bible, which says, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. This verse is often quoted um, and referenced in discussions about truth, freedom, and belief. The context of this verse is a conversation between Jesus and the Jewish leaders, in which Jesus is making a claim to be the source of truth. The Jewish leaders are skeptical and challenge Jesus, You could also say they're very jealous of him, but he responds by saying that whoever follows the truth will be set free. Obviously, he's speaking of himself. There's another passage in the Gospels where Pontius Pilate is standing before Jesus face to face, and he's basically saying that he is the truth. And Pontius says, what is truth? He asks, And the irony is he's staring right at it. Jesus is the truth. So here's a little bit of a breakdown with this verse. One, knowing the truth. This refers to having a deep understanding and acceptance of what is true as opposed to living in ignorance or deception. Which is what we are when we are outside of Christ. Even before 2020 kicked off and we've 
found ourselves where we are now. Many of us, even those that would claim they were Christian, were living in a deception and a lie. And I know that now because when 2020 kicked off, many people that I thought had a pretty good sound theology showed that they weren't really on some rocky grounds. They didn't really have a solid foundation. It's been like this for a while. It's been on the surface for a while. And it and the truth should resonate so deeply that we should be able to see the ignorance and then we should be able to see when something's being deceptive and ignore it, call it out and reject it. And I thank God for those that have remained faithful. It wasn't easy, but I thank God. Number two, the truth sets you free. So this means that the truth has the power to liberate someone from bondage, whether it be physical, mental, or spiritual. The idea is that when one knows the truth, they are no longer bound by falsehood or lies. Isn't that not true in your life when you were redeemed, when you were regenerated, and the conversion took place in your life? When before Christ, you were truly a slave to your sin? I can tell you mine. I won't get into it right now, maybe in another episode, but I can tell you there were sins in my life that I was enslaved to that I did not believe I was enslaved to. I was held bondage by it. And I thought that I could stop whenever I want, but that I was just struggling. You use these words. I'm struggling, but I'm going to get there. But do you really mean it? Do you really understand what that means? But the truth set me free. It wasn't that someone told me the truth, hey, this is wrong, and that set me free. It might have caught my attention. Yeah, sometimes people call call me out on certain things that are true, that are probably not deeply spiritually true, but they are true enough to catch my attention to make me recognize, man, maybe there is something there. That doesn't mean there's a change that takes place, but it's a good step. But the truth that set me free, real freedom from bondage, from sin, Jesus Christ. And the word of God who reveals Christ and what he has done for you and I. That is the truth. That is what sets us free from lies, from sin, from the wickedness of this world. All that we see that is happening in our culture today is not about politics. It's not about minority groups or racism. All of those are being used as tools from the enemy, to create the chaos that we see today. But ultimately, when you just peel it all out and you look deep inside, all that is sin. And it's unrighteousness in men who have rejected God and have chosen themselves and said, I have the answers. And we don't want God in our lives. It really does boil down to that. This is a war on the one true God and what he has set as a standard. His decrees, his laws, his word, his Christ. That's really where it boils down to. And number three, the freedom referred to here is not just physical freedom, not just being locked, shackled in chains, and then being set free from prison or slavery, since we like to talk about that a lot these days, but also spiritual freedom. It means being free from the shackles of sin, guilt, fear, and being able to live in a state of peace and joy. Overall, John 8, 32 encourages us to seek the truth as it has the power to bring about genuine freedom in our lives. 
And we all claim we want that. We all claim we want freedom. Well, do we? Because freedom is found in Christ. So, this is what we are seeing today in our world. And this is what needs to happen. The fairy tale can end with you. The lie regime can end with you. And the truth revolution can spark up with you right now. Taking back our power from the lies. Not by your might. Not by your strength. Not by your own righteousness. Not by anything you've ever done or can do in the future. But by Christ and Christ alone. By our submission to his word to what he has called us to do in our faithfulness and where we are today. That is how we take back the truth and start that again, that revolution of truth. That is how we win. We live not by lies. So what I would say to you is to make truth a priority in your daily life. You don't have to be loud about it. All it is is you being faithful to those that are surrounding you. And when the time is presenting itself where there's a lie being perpetrated and you have a choice to either go along or to resist, be encouraged, stand fast and firm and resist the devil and he will flee from you. So, guys, I hope that this has been encouraging. I hope that this gives you a new perspective. I hope it helps you. And I hope it gets you on fire for the truth of God's word and for preaching the gospel and for just being faithful in where God has called you to be and rejecting lies. Make sure you share this with someone else that needs to hear this. Make sure you follow and subscribe to this podcast. Leave a review. I am now on Pod Chaser. You can look me up at Chaos and Christ and leave a review on this episode, on this podcast in general. This will help me get more listeners to the podcast so that way I can reach more people with the truth that in the midst of chaos, no matter what that is, whether that's political, culturally, or even just personally in your own personal lives, so that way they can know that Christ is there. So until next time, God bless. If you found value, then please subscribe and leave an honest rating and review. And remember that in the midst of chaos, Christ is there.